Greater Than Zero Percent is a 501c3 nonprofit that's on a mission to share stories of organizations from around the world that are changing lives. We have weekly episodes featuring amazing nonprofits and monthly episodes interviewing top business executives. You can find us at gtzp.org on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode. Today, we have Anne-Marie Halterman, who is the Executive Director of Uniting Us. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so happy to be here with you, Joseph. Thanks so much for the invite. Thank you. Thank you. So we always get started by hearing what the initial mission statement is of our organizations that we're interviewing. So what is the mission of Uniting Us? Ooh, Uniting Us is um, an empowering program for veterans, military, and their family members. And it's for us to inspire communities to heal and find wellness and unity through art. And so art therapy, art therapeutic arts, engagements, and for public, for military family members, everyone. All right. Uh, why you? Why is this a passion project? Why, is you, why are you investing, obviously, a lot of your time into this organization? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm an Air Force veteran, and I had... Um, a professional career, I have a PhD and was doing great things, but ultimately I had an experience in my life where art was introduced to me through a nonprofit organization and it really changed my perspective on life. And so my family and I looked at it and we went, you know, this is such a unique opportunity to be able to give someone a gift of an activity that maybe can change their life or their lives of their family or their community. And so we said, all right, we're just going to do this. We're going to start it. And we did it. And we're a volunteer run organization. And it's incredible. So I'm so happy that I'm lucky I get the opportunity to do this. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the obviously veterans is kind of a core, uh, I guess, audience that you're working with or community that you're working with. Uh, but you also mentioned veterans, military and their families. So maybe could you explain a good starting point is like, who is your uh, audience? Who is your uh, organization, your community that you're serving? Yeah, that's perfect. A question. And, and, you know, I, I want to say thanks to greater than zero for having us on the show and being able to explain this because we're a unique nonprofit and everyone likes to say that. But when I, when I say that, what I mean is we have veterans, their family members, military members that are participating with us as artists, but then we continue to serve by pro providing um, public engagements, free family-friendly art festivals and exhibitions and performances where our participants are actually hosting events for the communities in which they live. And so we have this great dialogue of people that don't come from a military background and kind of gain awareness. And also our artists and participants are able to gain perspective from the community members on kind of, you know, how they feel and and find a way together to move forward and we're able to continue to serve by inspiring others and bringing them into the loop of therapeutic arts yeah yeah and and i know there's tons of different <laughs> definitions of what an artist is and, and what uh what art is so how does uniting us define art and and, and what are common artists and activities these artists are doing sure I mean, we have, we have a wide range of activities that people are doing from an art standpoint. So, I mean, everything from visual uh, performing arts, um, musical performances, things along those lines, right, that people traditionally think about. But what about a scuba diver who takes underwater 
photos mm-hmm. while they're scuba diving, right? Well, I might be not able to scuba dive because um, maybe I have a breathing issue or a handicap issue that doesn't allow that, but I can experience what it's like underwater when someone takes a video or takes pictures. And therefore that was art created that as a passive user, I have the opportunity to enjoy. And so it could be everything from like that type of situation to we have one of our artists that as a kid didn't have any materials available to her. And so she makes clay out of wonder bread. Wow. And, you know, so it's, it's really uh, found objects, creating materials and, and reusing and upcycling like our partner community uh, forklift does and giving people an opportunity to have that material in their hands and have like the permission to just create something. And so we're very, we're very open on what it is. We have everything from beginner artists all the way to professional artists. And so it's a huge spectrum. And really we just celebrate the ability to create and come together and talk about it. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned in your mission statement, heal, find wellness and unite through art. Let's start with, with the heal term, how have you seen art as a form of healing in, in the communities you're working with? Well, and you know, the, the interesting aspect is I worked um, for the National Endowment for the Arts and worked on a program called Creative Forces, which was really what got me more knowledgeable about the research that's out there and, and what the healing arts really means. And so the healing aspect comes from when you make a piece of art, you're able to kind of just everything else kind of disappears around you and you're able to kind of look at what you're doing and say, you know, oh, and you know, and it makes sense. You start to create a narrative that goes along with a piece of art. And that narrative is off, oftentimes, we're not able to produce that narrative when we're talking to a doctor and telling them how we feel, say for example. Um, and it helps us process through experiences and trauma that we've had in the past and put meaning to it and help us better understand it. And then also the ability to share that narrative with others becomes huge when it comes down to it because when we're alone and we isolate, so PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, things like that, which are pretty common, not only in the military, but in the, in the public communities as well, we don't want people to be isolated, but if they don't know how to communicate with others and they're under, misunderstood, uh, that ability to create and have that narrative is what gives them that ability to then engage and be part of the community. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I could see if some sometimes art could be a form of communication of one person to another, and maybe if verbal communication is not something that somebody feels comfortable or or, or wants to do, but if they could communicate through the art, that's that connective tissue between you know maybe an artist mm-hmm. and and somebody that. Uh, that's viewing the art or experiencing the art and, and might open a dialogue just initially um, or even uh, just have kind of a mutual agreement on whatever the communication or whatever was communicated. I could absolutely see that being powerful. Well, and, you know, we work with a lot of people with disabilities. So what does a blind artist, what are they able to create? And that can inspire other people that are maybe have full vision to be able to, well, if they can do that, I can try it. Um, and that, and that's really where the, you know, inspiring then leads into the empowering where people are then putting themselves, be, showing art and exhibiting art and talking about art is really a courageous thing to do. Um, you know, cause someone could very easily say, oh my gosh, and they judge you and 
what are they going to think? I mean, that's all what goes through everyone's mind. And so what we'd like to do is have that safe environment where you can make something, talk about it and find those connections and meaning and purpose uh, with others through that discussion. And so, you know, yes, it, it's, um, there's no rules, right? There's no rules to it. There's nothing that it can be visual. We have artists that use um, textures, like I said, for the, for blind people so that they can feel that we have aromas that are used in the art. And, you know, so everyone can somehow experience the artworks and have a discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this model could be applied to every single human being. Uh, but, but obviously your, your main community is veterans and military. Um, and I think that's very intentional. So is it right to assume that that was a focus of the community because people who have served or are currently serving experience different types of traumas that you want to, uh, target art to help heal, or is there another reason? Well, I think, um, it's twofold. So first I think that Yes, there's um, injuries and trauma that military personnel go through that then their families and the communities that they live in kind of have feel the the pain associated with that trauma. And so that's important. But we also recognize that the same type of injuries that happen in combat can happen in a car accident or a random shooting or, you know, just violence that exists in a non-combat environment, unfortunately. And so we targeted veterans and military and their family members because they have a history of volunteering for the most part to serve. Mm -hmm. And so based on that, once you retire or separate from the military, that need or desire or interest to serve others does not necessarily go away. So what we are able to do is we use the therapeutic arts to bring veterans and military family members and and active duty military and guard reserve together and then we are basically an entity that is serving the community by hosting events providing opportunities for the community to make art we make a lot of community artwork that is so much fun and it's you know so it's got veterans and military and family members but it also has the community. So it might be immigrants might be there. There's really diverse populations of people. Um, And so we are able to serve our communities. And there's a lot of nonprofits that serve military and veterans. And that's great, but we have value and we can bring something back into the community. And that's what we enjoy doing. Yeah. Yeah. Talk me through some of these events. I I, want to hear about what what types of events and um, if you've had one recently or a memorable event, talk me through what that experience was uh, and and what the community, like the community impact was, who was involved. I'd love to hear about what a normal day in the life of an event with uh, Uniting Us, it looks like. Oh, man. I I mean, there's so many different types of events, but um, ultimately we have a three phase process. So it's called the Integrative Art Activities. And the first stage is art making. So we just finished an event with the British Embassy actually in Washington, DC. And we had 80 people participate in this group community art project. You can learn more about it on our website, but we held held art making workshops in locations, everything from private homes to, you know, cafes where you get coffee and you can create art. And each individual created art. And then what we did is we took those 80 pieces of art and put them together to create a community artwork. So we did all that before we had the exhibit at the British Embassy, which is really a cool thing to do and what phenomenal people. 
And so then we had this party at the British Embassy <laughs> where Uniting Us artists and our community and supporters came in and celebrated with the British Embassy about, you know, healing arts and, and basically allied through art, allies through art, as well as in other ways that our country's partner. But the cool thing about it was after that event, so people are there, there's a five-year-old kid standing looking at this community artwork and she sees her little bitty eight inch by eight inch piece of art oh, yeah. up on this massive wall in this really beautiful facility with all these really impressive people. And she's like, that's my art, yeah. right? So that was pretty cool. So that would be the second phase, which is the exhibiting and people being able to come in and look at their art and see other people's art and talk about it and just celebrate it. Mm -hmm. And then the third phase is one that I think is um, sometimes missed. People don't understand like when you put a piece of art up at Dulles International Airport, 25 million people go through Dulles International Airport a year. So you have 80 people that created community artwork that is now exhibited at Dulles Dulles Airport, International Airport. Okay. And so, of course, the embassy people fly through Dulles all the time because they're coming in and out of Washington, D.C. And our participants also do. And then everyone else that comes through that airport gets an opportunity to see the perspective. And in this case, it was about uniting the world through art. And so we make art, we show it and talk about it, and then we present it to the public at large, or we do an arts festival that's a follow-on to it. So it's a really a three-phase approach. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of my next questions was going to be measuring the impact. It, it sounds like you provided a, a, a data point of, of at least the third phase of what you mentioned of uh, the visibility of the art that people are creating. Uh, is, right. is that kind of one of the main metrics that you're working with? Our, our, our goal is that the art is not um, held in some private collection that never no one ever sees. So yes, our goal, which is beautiful, and I know people have that priority, yeah. but ours is to share our stories and to give an opportunity for other people to connect to those stories and find meaning through art as well. And so a big metric is how many people are, are we able to carry a message to that may have a different uh, mindset about community or, you know, especially during like COVID and the past couple of years have been really challenging for the world. Yeah. And, and to see something beautiful and uplifting that calms you in a stressful environment like an airport is critical to what we do. We want to make people come together and share things rather than find differences. And so that's a big key performance indicator that we use with Uniting Us. Yeah. Are you an artist yourself? Are you participating in, in any of these shows at all? Or are you just more so the brains behind the operation? Oh, I, mean, I don't know that I'd even say I'm the brains. Um, <laughs> Joseph, that's, that's very generous. I, I, I tinker, but I, I'm horrible at painting and drawing. That's like the traditional, I'm very, yeah, it's very intimidating. But I do um, metal and woodwork. So hold on, let me see. There you go. I made this pen. Whoa. It's a steampunk pen, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and it's heavy and it's durable. So when I drop it for the hundredth time in a day, it still works for me. Is that um, a 22 caliber at the tip of it? Or what is it? <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's steampunk. So it's yeah. that's just a piece of copper. But some yeah, yeah, there yeah. Are different pen kits that you can make. But in this mm -hmm. case, I turned acrylic, um, an acrylic blank to have that coloring in it. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I dabble. And people are, the nice thing about Uniting Us is, 
it's not really, are you a professional? Is your stuff perfect? It's more like, wow, that's a really cool idea. Or I, like you, like, I can't believe you made that. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was a kit and this is really what I made. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's functional and I use it. When I use it, I think about when I made it, who I was with when I made it. Um, and it just kind of ties me to the present and helps me plan for the future, both for uniting us and as well as for me as an individual and family. Yeah, wow. Uh, so uh, talking about the history of Uniting Us, how has the evolution of the organization been since uh, being started? I want to start there and then we could talk about plans for the future. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So Uniting Us started in 2020 before before March. So it was in January 2020 that we started. Did not expect COVID. But, but actually, it's quite interesting. We thought we'd have to make a pretty major adjustment because of COVID. But it ended up we didn't. We had time to communicate with people online via Zoom, um, Facebook, social media, that type of stuff, as yeah. well as um, uh, call telephone calls and um, other means that maybe we wouldn't have relied us heavily on if COVID hadn't happened. And so we really started from a point of inspiring, empowering, and uniting mm -hmm. veterans, military members, and their families. Um, and that was phenomenal. But what we very quickly realized was this desire to serve and to share. You know, there's there's always these different career fields and people will be like, well, that's proprietary. Nope, that's proprietary. We can't talk about that. Mm. With artists, what we found was like Ryan Smithson, he used butterflies wings and his art is exquisite, absolutely gorgeous. And rather than concealing how he does it, he teaches other people how to make it. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was this concept of, and it, it keeps happening, whether it be Ryan or Edie Disler, or all these other artists that we have, it's not about um, keeping something for yourself. They wanted to share. And through that environment, that's what established this continuing to serve that we currently are really <laughs> so excited that we do because we love it when we can inspire somebody or when we can teach someone how to do something that previously they couldn't. Yeah. Um, or just for them to gain an appreciation of what an artist does. Um, I still have not gotten any better at painting and drawing, by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, there are some limitations with you being able to teach someone, particularly with people like me. But um, <laughs> but ultimately, that's that's really the change that emerged. You know, you, you can try to create a culture within an organization mm -hmm. and, and eventually it, it emerges itself and it became very um obvious that service and continuing to share and unite people was something a passion that people that were gravitating towards united us programming wanted and so we're just continuing that by doing it with uh, the the public and doing it with free family friendly events where um yeah everyone gets to explore together yeah where, where do you see and, and hope to see uniting us uh being in five years ten years <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, let me just start by saying I I did not comprehend the level of participation that we would have. Mm. So you asked earlier about different events that we've had. We had a week long where we had showcased veteran artists at the Library of Congress. And then we honored hundreds of veterans and their service at the Library of Congress in the Coolidge Auditorium. So we had a, our brass quintet playing. Wow. We had 
a comedian doing stand-up. We had demonstrating artists doing all different types of art for a week. And about 12,000 people joined us for that. Um, so I, we have really, from the beginning, it, have been surprised by the amount of interest that there is in participating and hosting events. Um, five years from now, I think what we'll have is we will have across the nation uh, groups that are managing their local or regional programming from a United House standpoint, and then coming together and doing more national or international events that uh, bring everyone together uh, yeah. from all those different groups. We want everyone to have access to the arts. So if we don't have a model that supports that type of plan for five years from now, we are limiting the ability of the the impact and the value we can have. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's a slow process because it's all about how do you do it from a sustainable standpoint as an organization? And how do we make sure that things are done? Like we have medical providers that attend our events with us. You know, art can be triggering and we always want people to leave in a better place than what they arrived in. Mm -hmm. And so, but that's a model that how do you get the medical support? And, and thankfully the DC Vet Center and the VA have been really great um, as well as some TRICARE providers as well that will come in from a mental health, mostly mental health folks that can identify if someone's struggling or, you know, help deal with any situation that might arise. Yeah. And so that's stuff that really takes uh, detailed planning, but we're already on that path and you're going to start seeing that actually in 2024. Awesome. Do you have any target cities that you would uh, are interested in kind of scaling to initially? Yes, that's, gosh, I couldn't <laughs> ask a better question than that, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> we, New York City is, um, and New York City, the Northeast, just in general, is a huge area. So we have, we have artists from all over the U.S., but we have populations of groups like Art for Vets, which is led by an uh, Army veteran named Penny Lee Deer, and she actually has already started using the United Us model, and they're doing their own exhibits in the New York area. Um, and so that is for sure, you know, we're kind of already there, but, but to integrate it a little bit better, we got, um, Dallas, Fort Worth area, uh, Denver, Colorado, LA, um, San Francisco, Seattle. So Chicago, yeah, yeah. So those are really our top, we're, we're looking at Florida, like Tampa. Um, but those are really, those are our top places. And really it comes down to finding the the leaders in our organization that can run a region. Right. So they'll have experience with United Us for a couple of years, and then they'll pick up and, and uh, become the lead for that. I don't even know. I don't know. If, it's not a franchise. It's more like a, an associate, like a, a chapter, right? So, okay. yep, yep. And, um, and, and that's really what drives things for us is who's willing to put in the effort because it's, not everyone wants to pay for art. They love seeing it. Yeah. They love it when they can have it for free. Um, and so, you know, we always have to, from a sustainable standpoint, figure out how best to do it. So it can it can grow as much as it needs to, but within the limitation of resources that we always run up against. Right, right. Awesome. Um, any upcoming events that you want to call out that, that y'all have planned? If anyone's in the DC area over around 4th of July, we have an opening exhibit on July 7th 
at the Arlington Arts uh, with the Arlington Artists Alliance in Arlington, uh, Virginia. And that is going to be a huge party. We've got some sponsors <laughs> providing food and beverages and and uh, we're expecting like 400, 500 people wow. to attend that event. And we're showing art from we have some military family members. We have a couple of our mentor artists, which are professional artists that help teach our uh, veterans and and military and the public how to do things as well. And they're exhibiting the art, but we're also going to have some fun activities that are associated at that opening. So that's July 7th, and that's at the uh, Gallery Underground in Arlington. And then we have the 15th of July at that same location. We're having an art festival day, which is free, family-friendly arts demonstration, artist talks. And people can actually get their hands dirty and be part of some of this community artwork that we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. People that are listening that want to get engaged, what type of engagement do you look for um, and, and how can they get engaged? Yeah, that's perfect. So people get to self-select what parts of United Us they want to be part of. So if they just want to attend an art making event or um, come look at people's art, they can choose that and they can look at our website, which is unitingus.org and see the schedule and, and come to a public event. Um, but if they want to participate at a greater level, say like volunteering or being an artist for Uniting Us, we have a registration at the top of our website and it just says, you know, register here type thing. They go there, they register, and then we contact them. And then we figure out what generally they're looking for. And, and the form that they fill out gives us some ideas of what they're most interested in. Right. And so if it, you know, we've had people contact us that said, hey, I want to host an event. Like I have this great public building, Tacoma Park, Maryland is a great, uh, the city of Tacoma Park. And they, they let us come in and they, we get to use their facilities and we have opening receptions and events. We use their theater and it's just this wonderful thing. We bring community in for them and programming that they otherwise wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. um, and so people can help us that way. There's lots of ways to get involved. It really is what people are most comfortable participating and then what we find is they might join us at an event and then next maybe the next time they're like oh well i want to do maybe try this other part of uniting us and so we see it you know blossom and grow um as people become more familiar yeah wow wow that's exciting so people that are listening get engaged go to their website see how if you're heartstrings are pulled on or if you have a passion for art or if you're a veteran and want to get engaged um or if you're just interested uh go to their website, unitingus.org. Anne-Marie, is there anything that we didn't cover or is there anything you want to leave us with before we wrap up? You know, the only thing I, I, I want to leave uh, the listeners with is that we all have an opportunity every day to how we spend our time, which is our most limited resource. And them listening to your program already identifies them as people that have thought beyond their day to day and what you guys do and all the other nonprofits and community programs that are out there. We're just happy to be part of that. And we love collaborating. And so, you know, do what you can do. Kindness is free. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We're honored to share your story of uniting us and until next time, I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to greater than 0% to find more episodes or to have your organization featured on the podcast, you can find us at gtzp.org 
on your preferred streaming or social media platforms. Find your cause with greater than 0%.